Yeah, JP, we don't want you to be biased towards your team. It's yeah, I hate fair. for my team to do well. That'd be fucking awful. Like, I like, know. I'm going to keep the pick, and I'm going to make a good pick for you. So. And we know that we know that the Seahawks won't pick in the Seahawks' best interest. So The Seahawks really aren't going to use this. the fifth. I guess that's fair. The Seahawks aren't even going to use the fifth pick, so why the fuck do I care? And it also gives me a nuclear option because you pick for the Colts and I pick for the Seahawks. So if you fucking pick Will Levis, I'm drafting fucking myself. I'm drafting myself to the Seattle Seahawks. That's oh, tough because I... Anyway, let's see what happens. I'm excited. <laughs> happens, yeah. All right, we are back. I'm in, excited about uh, the Falcons pick too because I, I have a pretty I have a pretty good one. Welcome in, everybody, um, to another episode of the Solidarity Sports Network. As always, joined by Stevan Smith. What's up, guys? Been a while since we've done an NFL episode. You know, drafts in a week, so good job. Good, good time as any. Good job. Good job, everyone. Good job. Good job. Good time yeah, good we, time made it. Yeah. we made, made it. We made it. Hopefully, you enjoyed our uh, rock tune intro. That should have signaled that it, we are going NFL again. If the title didn't signify that, but anyway, we're here. Uh, also with uh, John Paul Jackson. I was going to say, one of my chopped liver, we just, the Tyler and Steven? Nah. I was going to say is go Kraken. Yeah. We're bringing go hockey Kraken. into it. Go Kraken. Uh, there will be no hockey full episodes, but we're happy to name drop the Kraken and the Panthers. I love how um, it's the cra- the Kraken and not just the Kraken. So like it's one singular Kraken that's like. You know, <laughs> I mean, we well, just got all these little legs. Like we're all tent- like all the players are tentacles of one singular Kraken, and not like all of them are individual Kraken. All yeah, of the fans are mean. called the ninth tentacle. That's the. <laughs> no, it is not. Are you serious? <laughs> no, it's, I'm fucking kidding. <laughs> That so is what, also like so, the most fitting. So what are we doing today? <laughs> oh, anyways, <laughs> we can cut that. We can cut that. Yeah, no, no. Hockey gets its moment in the sun um, and melt the ice and get rid of that awful sport. Uh, we are here to talk about football, and we are doing the NFL Draft 2.0. Uh, we are a week out uh, from recording of the start of the NFL Draft. First round is Wednesday night. I suppose we're six days out. But uh, so, you know, we had some movements. It was funny the day we recorded our last episode, um, I manufactured a great trade for the Colts to move up to the first round, first overall pick to get our pick of the litter at quarterbacks. And uh, I didn't think that that would stick, but I really didn't think that as soon as we ended our recording and published the episode that the Panthers would trade for the number one pick and render our last draft null and void. So. Here we are again, going to do it over. Uh, we had some pick swaps, so we'll have some different takes and different uh, picks than the last order. So with that being said, the Panthers are on the clock. Price Young. Well, that was quick. And that's, all, <laughs> that's, as, that's about as quick as it should be on uh, draft night. Yep. Yeah. And uh, so with that, we'll go to the number two <laughs> overall pick. CJ Stroud. All right, all right. Well, I didn't get to really think about the third overall pick. Uh, but, did you, well, did uh, here you expect we are. anything different? Have you not been planning <laughs> for know. this? Did you expect what? one of us to be stupid and pick <laughs> Anthony Richardson? You'd have to be stupid to do that. I will say it might take, like, for the first pick, they might be debating between Stroud and Young for a little bit. And then the Texans will probably end up with the. What do you, what do you mean? What do you mean debating for a little bit? They have the number like one they haven't debated the last <laughs> month. No, no, I'm saying like they might stay on the clock for like a minute and then take whoever, and then the Texans will stay on the clock for three seconds and take the next the next one. So I, I could see a scenario like that happening. Yeah. 
Uh, so first two off the board real quick. Uh, third with the Cardinals. Um, I still think that there's a good chance that they could move this pick on draft night. Um, at this point, it doesn't seem like anything will get done before, but maybe, you know, the day or two before it could happen. Um, so for the moment, since we don't have a really clear indication on somebody who's gunning for this pick, I'll keep it with the Cardinals and I will take the most immediate ready defensive player, Will Anderson. Yeah. No real argument there. Same as last round. Who's excited for the Colts pick, baby. Who's excited? I, JP, I will draft myself to the Seahawks. You will? No, you I will? Oh, no. I have the Seahawks. I will not. I won't. I won't. I mean, I, 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 I wouldn't. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll tell you what I will be doing with the Colts pick. <laughs> I will be drafting Anthony Richardson because it's a logical oh, thank and sensible oh, thank pick. God. Thank God. Uh, at four, at four, that's at that's four. Not trading up to one, you maniacal bastard. That's wild. I can't believe you did that last time and screwed up all of our draft boards. But uh, yeah, anyway, uh, I'm an agent of chaos. Yeah, that's that's a word for it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you. So in this scenario, you keep your next. Uh, 2024 first round pick and your entire franchise and future Thank you. and get the same quarterback. Ain't, ain't that wild? Yeah. Ain't that crazy? So, yeah, that's pretty great. Although the Colts will be drafting Will Levis here. All right. <laughs> yeah, if, if somebody trades, up, if somebody trades up the third, I, I don't think the Colts would want to trade from like four to three, you know, just to draft. So like, I think they would be comfortable taking Levis at four. I do want to put this on the record because I have spouted this theory. I don't know if it'll actually happen, but the Cardinals should be willing to move from pick three to four for relatively cheap because basically they would get still get the best defensive player because there's a 100% guarantee that the Colts are taking a quarterback. They get the same player, Will Anderson, plus even even if it's a second-round pick. like It's a free pick. It's totally risk-free. They should absolutely be willing to do that for a low cost. Uh, but, you know, we'll see what happens. Again, but the question is, is there a better offer on the table? That's yeah, always going to be the better about, offer. That's what I was about so. to say. If a team, like, like for example... I could see a scenario, watch out for the commanders. I think the commanders could potentially put a package together. And, you know, I know Powell like had a good game the last game of the regular season, but they're a team that's like in the back, like, you know, what are they, 18, 19 or something like that. They could trade that pick and then, like, you know, a couple future second round picks to move up to three. I, I could see that happening. So don't. I think they do it for five, the fifth pick. I think. I they could do it for five too. They could do it for five too. I'm just saying, you know. See, but but there's also the cost of like, do the Cardinals want to move from third to 18? So that's why the Colts make sense because they get the same exact player. They don't get a downgrade. Um, and I and I do think the Commanders at this point have committed pretty heavily to Howell. But in any case, uh, Steven, you're on the clock for the Seahawks. Okay, so this pick requires just a little bit of explanation. Fuck. So obviously, no, 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 no. It's not. It's not what you're. It's not what you're. Thinking. I'm going to do your Seahawks really well here. I, I think the obvious pick is Jalen Carter, but I do think that the Seahawks specifically with Pete Carroll and then the front office, they're, they're going to take his character issues into consideration. And the fact that I know he's not going to jail, but it's still, you know, he has to complete community service, all that, that does matter. And I think that because of that, they're going to end up taking uh, Tyree Wilson at this pick. 
you know, also an edge rusher, you know, could, um, you know, six, six, 200. And I think he's like 275 pounds or something like that. Like he's, you know, really, really good physically. And I think that he could really help the Seahawks out in the, on the defensive line. Great pick. I, I do agree. Jalen Carter is really sliding down. I mean, his weight, his attitude, his legal issues. Um, I mean, I think I heard a report that like owners wouldn't be surprised if he moves out of the top 10 entirely yet. He is not visiting teams that are not in the top 10. So it's Jalen Carter is going to be very interesting. Yeah. I don't think he falls balls. out of the top 10. That, that, that's, mm. that's too far, but I, I think at five, if the Seahawks keep that pick Tyree Wilson is definitely a, a guy that you could like feel comfortable taking at five and, you know, basically Jalen Carter without the character issues. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right. So I'm on the clock for the lions at pick six. Um, last time, Steven, you took Joey Porter, which was a very Homer pick, of course, uh, not denying Joey Porter's game, but I do think that there is a better cornerback on the board. So I'm going to go Christian Gonzalez. Uh, the lions just dumped off a, a, a previous like cornerback, uh, for basically next to nothing. They did sign some cornerbacks. Uh, I think they brought in Gardner Johnson, right? So, um, this seems like a developmental pick. You want to have some depth at a area that they were really, really weak at. So I'm going to go Christian Gonzalez. I think taking Gonzalez over Witherspoon is a mistake, but it's close at least. Yeah. All these cornerbacks I think are really tight from, from my review. I think Gonzalez has tended to be rated higher. Um, so that, that's the only reason I, I just have him rated as the best from my review of boards but i think all these guys are really close uh so jp that gives you the raiders well i'm gonna take jalen carter because i'm not yeah <laughs> i'm not insane uh so uh hey jalen carter fits the raiders culture very well you know <laughs> yeah. oh god yeah that's so true the all that's tough team. <laughs> uh, true. although i will say actually no, I'm gonna take that back. I'm not gonna pick a beast. I remember, I remember oh. a report. Yeah, ooh, ooh, we can't do this in the rep. Uh, <laughs> whoopsie, I, <laughs> whoopsie! I misread that. Uh, no, because I remember a report saying that they specifically did not like the coach, so saying they they specifically did not want to take Jalen Carter because of the Henry Rugg situation. That they think it would be unfair to the fan base to do that to him twice. So, mm. uh, yeah, but like at the same time, like he didn't I, kill anybody. It's the coach. I, I, you know, like I'm trying to be accurate here. Yeah. Uh, so I think in that case, there's no real defensive lineman anywhere near. So I'm probably going to take uh, Peter Skaronsky. Great pick. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I need to protect old man uh, Garoppolo back there. So like that move. All right, and uh, Steven, you got the Falcons. I know you're very passionate about um, their needs here. Yes, I am. Uh, as it, for those of you who like listened to the previous episode, uh, JP had the, had this pick and took a wide receiver, and I went off about the fact that they've taken Kyle Pitts and Drake London in back to back drafts and refused to target them. Uh, they're like they they run a power run scheme, and you know why would you draft you know pass catchers with your top ten pick three years in a row if you weren't going to throw it to them. I'm going to stick with that logic here, but one thing I'm going to say before I take this person, 
this might be a surprise, but also wouldn't be a surprise at all if you if, if this actually happened in real life. The Falcons want to run the ball, and they also, if you look at their free agent signings, all of them have been defensive players. They Jesus Christ, Campbell. you better not. You better not do this. Wait, wait, wait. They signed Calais Campbell, who's who's an edge rusher. They signed uh, Jesse Bates in the secondary. They signed, um, I think, Bud Dupree. I think he's an outside linebacker, but he typically plays edge too. So they've got I a didn't lot realize of defensive. They picked him up. Yeah, they they picked up Bud Dupree. So their signings have been almost exclusively shoring up the defense. So I don't think that they necessarily need a Miles Murphy or somebody like that on the defensive side of the ball. And like I just explained, I don't think they need a pass catcher necessarily. I know that they lost Zacchaeus, but they re-signed Kadero Hodge, who Arthur Smith keeps saying in press conferences he wants to get open. Uh, you know, Drake London and Kyle Pitts, their pass catching situation is pretty good. I was actually going to take Skaronsky at this pick before JP did. But with the eighth pick, I'm going to take Bajan Robinson. Okay, no, fuck you, because you mocked my ass when I took him for the Eagles, and now... (laughs) I didn't mock you. I mocked the idea of the best running team that we've ever seen getting the best running back. And I think also there's an element of that to where the Falcons are probably thinking to themselves, shit, like we can't let the Eagles get... We can't let the Eagles get Bajan Robinson either. And also the the, the Bears who have the ninth pick might take Bajan Robinson too because, you know, they lost David Montgomery or whatever. So, yeah, at eight, you know, I'm going to go with what they say that they want to do. They want to run the ball, you know, 30, 40 times a game, and they take the best running back. So there you go. The Bijan Robinson at eight, who is clearly a top 10 talent. I don't think anybody disputes that. Like, clearly a top 10 talent. Yeah, if there was a running back in the last few drafts that deserves to go top 10, it's for sure Bijan. Um, I can't say that I disagree with it. Uh, I think eight could be high given – the value we place on running backs at this current juncture, but the Falcons, I mean, Patterson, Patterson might be done. I, I don't know how much juice he's going to exactly. have. Exactly. And year. then Algier could, they could do the committee type thing that, you know, Dallas does and the yeah. Eagles to a certain extent. There's like no shot. And they have Bajan. If too, the Falcons so. have Will Levis on the board, they don't take Will Levis. I do want to throw that out there. I think they give there. Ritter a shot. I think they give Ritter a shot. Yeah, I think they're going to give Ritter. I think they, they would Ritter give Ritter a, a shot if there wasn't a top four QB on the board at eight. No, nah, I don't think this year. They probably are going to wait till next year because Caleb comes out or something like that. And if the shit doesn't work out, they could. Yeah, I think if Ritter's bad, it could go very bad very fast. And they could yeah. end up playing for the first Overall. And shit, the Panthers ended up trading from nine to one. The Falcons next year could end up trading from like, you know, six to one or seven to one to get Caleb Williams. Yeah. So, you know, it really isn't worth uh like they have a guy who they at least want to test out. So I don't think it's worth taking Will Levis at eight. I considered it for sure. But I think you could yeah. still take Will Levis and then try out Ritter. I don't think those are mutually exclusive. Uh but Yeah. Right uh so with Bears at nine, I mean, if if this plays out on draft night, the Bears, th- this might be one of the best draft Yeah, that's yeah. a fact. In, <laughs> in modern era, for sure. I still sure. think the Raiders take him if he's available at seven, but, but yeah. Yeah, so the guy that the Bears might have anyways taken at pick one, uh, Jalen Carter. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty easy. Yeah, uh, yeah he could. He could have been the Bears' first overall. They get, what, fucking four first-rounders and um, what's-his-name, the wide receiver, uh, Moore. They get DJ Moore, and they get Jalen Carter anyway. Absolutely slam dunk for the Bears. 
And then that takes us to the Eagles uh, with JP. Mull it over. It's okay. It's very important. Yeah, no, I think I, I think I'm taking Christian Gonzalez here. Uh, Christian Gonzalez, Jesus Christ. Christ. I know, I know the dude that I berated him for not taking, Devon Weatherspoon. Uh, I I think that it adds a lot of, I mean, I, I think the biggest thing in the Super Bowl that would have helped them is uh, not getting torched. Uh, so, you know, I, I feel, I mean, if they, I, I think, I think Devon Witherspoon in 90% of other drafts is a top five pick. Uh, so, uh, the fact that they can get them at 10, like, I mean, the, the Eagles having a top 10 pick here regardless is just stupid because there's such a wealth of options <laughs> exactly, exactly. regardless. I was thinking Nolan Smith. Um, I mean, they could just have a wealth of riches and take Jackson Smith, the Jigba, uh, Lucas Vaness, like all of them are good options. You know, as you're just adding on to a literal Super Bowl team. So, but I think overall the biggest hole they need to plug is, Pass protection, especially because what they're going to be facing in the Super Bowl, which is what they need to be focused on. So whatever team comes out of the AFC will be passing on you. And uh, I don't think the NFC is getting that much better this year. So I think they should be prepping. I mean, because they ran over the NFC. I mean, like there's no, there was no, yeah, literally. literally I think the 49ers, if they get healthy, which they literally haven't been in almost a decade, uh, that that would be an issue, but besides that, I, who who are you pointing to to challenge the Eagles out of the NFC? So uh, shore up, get someone that can help stop Mahomes or Burrow or Allen, and uh, yeah, I just a, a stupid good talent for real. I I agree with you, but the thing about the Eagles the Eagles though is that I think that their thing was I, I don't correct me if I'm wrong. They didn't sack Mahomes in the Super Bowl one time. I don't think. So to me, their more immediate need is going to be quarterback pressure, I think, because they still have Darius Slay and they, I know they lost that safety or whatever, but they, I think they got another guy to replace him or whatever. And so they, they, they lost Epson Gardner Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. Kept, uh, they kept two of their corners. Uh, exactly. They kept two of their corners. Guy, yeah. yeah. They kept, they kept their corners. Bradbury. So, Bradbury. They yeah, kept. exactly. So their secondary isn't. It's going to be an issue probably early in the season as they acclimate to like a new scheme or whatever. And, you know, the DC is gone as well. But their more immediate need to me is going to be on the defensive line. They have to get pressure on the quarterback. See, and I argue they weren't able to do that in the Super Bowl. And that's why Mahomes scored, I think they scored 21, 24 second half points or something like that. And they never sacked Mahomes one time. That to me is going to be a more immediate fix than potentially putting out like a new guy in the secondary. Yeah. Kind of I think guy. that you can look at it from an entirely different perspective where, uh, I mean, I don't know the stats on this, but from what I remember watching the Super Bowl, uh, they didn't have the time to get there. You know, it's the same. You can look at it from a different perspective is that the defensive line, like the secondary was just so wide open, especially during those 21 unanswered points that the defensive line just didn't have a chance to get there. Like it, it, they're, they're 300, 400 pound folks. It takes them a while to get to the quarterback, like a while being three or four seconds. So if, if Mahomes has the ball out within two or three seconds, because your quarterback has to be 10 yards back, not to get burned, then, you know, that, the, you know, it's, it's fixing a problem uh, by the tertiary instead of directly. So that's, uh, you know, that's been a lot of Pete Carroll's scheme is he's never had a great defensive lineman, but he's had some shut down corners that have allowed the Donald lineman t- 
time to get back there and get sacks. So, you know, it's, I totally agree with the issue. I'm just saying that there's not, it's not, you don't just have to get a big lineman in there who can bulldoze some people over. Cause even then and it's they do still have Jordan, time. And they do have Jordan Davis. Who now yeah, exactly. Is probably going to start for, is probably gonna start for them. So we're really going to see if he's worth anything, but. Yeah, yeah I just you, you got Davis and you got Nicobe Dean who yeah. are going to make huge jumps this year. Um, I mean, solidarity. I, I agree with both perspectives. I think whoever, whatever position they don't take here, they take with their other pick. Yeah. So I, now I, if the Bengals make the Super now the Bengals make the Super Bowl, they're going to be able to get, to, <laughs> they're going to probably be able to get to Burrow, although they did yeah. sign Orlando Brown or whatever. But, but yeah, I, I just remember watching the Super Bowl thinking, God, like they can't get to Mahomes at all. And he just, you know, yeah, whatever. Alrighty. Well, uh, the Eagles pick will be very exciting, mainly because you're adding a top 10 talent to the NFC champions. So it's really unfair, but they absolutely fleece the Saints. So here we are. Uh, Pick 11 will go to the Tennessee Titans. And it is very interesting how this worked out again. But Stevan, I mean, you took this pick in our first draft. Absolutely, I, I mean, I, I, I agree with it 100% here. Will Levis to the Titans. I mean, if, if Will Levis is sitting here and Titans at this point have not shown any faith in um, Willis, what's Malik his Willis. name? Malik Willis, yes. They have not shown any faith in him. Tannehill is on his last year of his contract or last one or two years. He's definitely done. He'll, he probably won't be on another roster again. Um there's there's just no reason not to take Levis here. Maybe yeah. give Malik Willis a few games. When that doesn't work out, you got Levis. Levis, Levis, I think, actually could be more of a Tannehill fit. I think people have been trying to call him a Josh Allen, but I see him more he's as a built Ryan like, Tannehill. He's built, like Josh, he's built like Josh Allen, that's for sure. And he, Yeah, but his talent level is Ryan oh, no, Tannehill. And he won't have a Stefan Diggs to throw the ball to or anything like that, so that he'll probably, right. yeah. So, so, yeah, Will Levis, pretty easy there. Okay, so this pick comes with the caveat that it's because I took C.J. Stroud at two that I'm about to make this pick. Nice, if Bryce nice. Young I like goes, it. I If Bryce Young goes two, this is not a pick that I think the Texans will make, but it's been shown that the college connection totally works. You know, Burrow and Chase, uh, Tua and Jalen Waddell, even Devontae Smith and Jalen Hurts, even though like they were at kind of different points of their college careers, they still you know have a pretty good connection because they both played at Alabama at the same time. So with the 12th pick, the Texans take Jackson Smith and Jingba. And I, I like think it. that, I like you know, I, I went off about his talent before, but like, seriously, if this happens, like the Texans have had a great offseason. They got Dalton Schultz from, from Dallas for relatively cheap, I think. I don't think they signed him to like a huge contract. Either. I think it's $3 million per year. I think it's like two years, $6 million or something Exactly. Like that. So they have a security blanket for Stroud. They got Damian Pierce. So if you get in those tight games where like you need to run some clock, you got Damian Pierce for that. Their offensive line doesn't suck, really. It's just like Davis Mills sucked. So that's why. They picked you know. up Robert Woods, too. They paid Robert Woods. Yeah, Robert Woods. Time. But like the college connection is real. And I think that they would be absolutely foolish if they took Stroud at two to not take Jackson Smith and Jingba here at 12. So that's what I'm going to go with. Full solidarity on that. I love I loved how that worked out uh, 100%. Because you know he's going to be available at 12. It's just a matter of whether or not they get Stroud at two, I think. Yeah, and you just have to take that upshot at talent. Like at this point, the big defensive pieces are all gone. So yeah, sure, you can take a Miles Murphy, you can take a Nolan Smith, but 
the upshot of Jackson Smith and the Jigba giving your offensive production is just is something you you have to try to capitalize on. And for those of you who need a reminder of how good the connection was in the Rose Bowl in Stroud's freshman year, he passed for 500 yards and six touchdowns. Jackson Smith and Jingba had 15 catches, nearly 350 yards and three of those touchdowns. That is how good Jackson Smith and Jingba is. He did it against a Utah team that was number two in the league in terms of defense on opposing wide receivers. And he just lit him up. So there you go. Yeah. And of course, the Texans don't want to test out Stroud without uh, JSN or Marvin Harrison Jr. God forbid Stroud actually has to make a play happen. Without well, if they suck receiver. again, and then they get the second <laughs> pick again, they could get they could get Marvin Harrison Jr. too. That'd be wild. Because <laughs> <laughs> like they're not going to be that good. Because like they're still not going to be yeah. that good. So then they could potentially suck again and get the college connection again. And then all of a sudden, CJ Stroud wins an MVP in 2027 or some shit. So, yeah, my dude is trying to build Ohio State in the NFL, and it's exactly. absolutely atrocious. <laughs> Trades up for Paris Johnson. Like, yeah, you know, they just like take Paris Johnson in the second round or something or traded. He's not going to fall in the second round, but but. Oh, that's crazy. All right. Um, go on. All right. Enough about Ohio State, for the love of God. Uh, <laughs> JP, pick for the Jets, please. I think this one's pretty clear. I think that Brian Branch is just the best pick on the on the board for the Jets. I think it really shores up a really strong secondary. Frankly, I think they're creating their own Legion of Boom out here. Uh, so, I mean, with Sauce, and then you got Branch, and I'm pretty sure the guy opposite Sauce, Sauce is also really good. Um, I mean, the Jets have always had, for like the last decade, they've had an amazing defense on paper. And I would love to see them put it together and get literally any production on offense to support it. Because, I mean, even last year when um, – oh, God, you're going to have to fill me in. Who who was who was the running back who was going to be rookie of the year? Brees Hall. Brees, thank Hall, you. Yeah. Uh, Lightning. When, when he was healthy, they were good. Like, they were a good football oh, team. Oh, yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, with, a healthy, with him being healthy, a shutdown secondary, and a, a pretty good defensive line, I, I think they're a good team. I just think that right now their biggest hole is that if you just go deep on them, they don't have a good, like, deep secondary. Uh, like, if you just target anyone that's not named Sauce Gardner, uh, you know, you have a better shot of completing it. I think Brian Branch is uh, an elite talent. The only reason he's drafted so low is because he's a safety. And, uh, yeah, I think they're lucky to get him here. I agreed. I, I like this pick. I really do. Uh, so do we not think that the Packers get their hands on this pick by think, uh, end of draft night? I think they do. I just, I'm not going to count on it like we did last time. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. And to be honest, I think this is better for them. Mm-hmm. I, like, Fair enough. Fair there's enough. just been so much drama. Will they, won't they bullshit that, you know, I, I, I think that with a strong secondary and, you know, maybe they do bad this year and then they get Caleb Williams next year. They get an elite quarterback next year. Next year's flock of quarterbacks is going to be much better than this year's. Uh, and who outside of Caleb Williams is, is going, is going. This I year? can't remember, but you have a couple. You, got, uh, you got may from UNC specifically. Is oh, okay. Highlight. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. good. He's good. Yeah. But I mean, just the ceiling on them is better. Like, I'm not saying that there's as deep a bench. I mean, to be honest, we don't know how good AR and Will Levis are going to be anyway. So, uh, you know, you're going to have two elite QBs that are better than the two elite QBs you're getting right now. So, I mean, they maybe they 
do awful and they get an elite QB next year or that maybe Zach Wilson steps it up or they sign a free agent. You know, there's just a lot of ways that they can build around this really solid defense the way Seattle did. You know, I just I see that rising. And I think uh, Brian Branch is the way they kind of cap off that beautiful secondary. Absolutely. Love the pick as well. Uh, Steven, your old flame, the Patriots, you're on the clock. Okay, so the Patriots, everybody, you know, makes fun of Bill Belichick for not drafting, you know, dynamic receivers and stuff like that. You know, he took Nikhil Harry over, I think it was T. Higgins. Like, he, you know, took defensive players when, you know, other guys that could really help the offense are still on the board. Yeah, Belichick always I'm, makes strange first-round picks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually going to give – I'm actually going to give Patriots fans some hope here, and I'm going to take Zay Flowers at 14. I think that, you know, obviously wide receiver is the biggest need that they have. Their defense was actually really good still, again. Like, you know, Judon got a ton of sacks, and their secondary, even though they lost J.C. Jackson, wasn't that bad. Uh, Their special teams unit was the best in the league. I just think on offense, they can't score points. And Ramondre Stevenson, you know, being the main back now, like, is going to help a lot, you know, with the pass catching back and things of that nature. The one thing they need is a receiver that can make plays down the field. And that was what Zay Flowers did at Boston College better than, you know, anybody but JSN probably in this draft. So for the record, he picked Nikhil Harry over Debo Samuel. Uh, Hold up, hold up. It gets worse. AJ Brown, uh, Nicole Hardman and DK Metcalf. So, well, yeah, Brown was like a third round pick, though, wasn't he? No, they draft. They were. I mean, they were both. Th- these are all second rounders from that draft. Oh, okay. okay. And he was picked I with remember, the. Th- I remember Brown he was, falling, and, and he was and picked with the thirty second pick. I mean, I still can't okay. believe DK Metcalf wasn't a first round pick, but okay. you know, good for me. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nikhil Harry. Like we talk about, like busts, and yeah, sure, he wasn't like a number one overall pick or a top five pick, but. Like <laughs> the, if the next the opportunity cost is AJ Brown, if the next receiver taken is AJ Brown, then that's a bust. Yeah. Yeah. The opportunity cost of that whiff is crazy. I mean, the worst um, pick in the draft was Daniel Jones, frankly, because <laughs> I mean, Josh Allen right after him. So yeah. Yeah. You know, sorry. Anyway, we can focus on this draft. Yeah, I don't think that mm. was the same draft, but I'm uh, looking at the draft order. Seven. 2019. Steven's identic memory fails him? Impossible. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Whoops, my bad. No, no, my no, bad. Keep, no, keep no, no. it's the wrong defense. He's a defensive end. Wait, 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 hold up. I'm stupid. <laughs> hold up. It's me. His identic memory doesn't fail him. God exactly. I was, I was about to say, there's no way. Yeah. <laughs> it just happens to be that there's a Josh Allen. <laughs> To the oh, the Jags, Josh Allen. Josh yeah. Allen. Yeah, that's all hilarious. So neither of you were wrong. <laughs> well, no, no, JP was. No, 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 no. He's no, right. Josh Allen He's was right. taken out. He's Daniel right. <laughs> okay, okay, let's move on. Let's Easy move on. win. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, the only the only thing I have to say about Zay Flowers is there are like Addison and Johnston should go ahead of him, but that's what makes this pick so much. Makes so much sense because it would be typical Bill Belichick to pick Zay Flowers. No, no, no. Over I'm actually, Addison I'm actually putting my foot down on that. I think that I watched some of their highlights and things of that nature. Zay Flowers can make those like contested catches and like really make those plays down the field. Like Johnston made a couple, 
And like, who was the other guy? Addison. Like, he was okay. But like, I watched some Zay Flowers highlights. And I was Addison like, is okay. He was the best wide receiver in the country. No, I, I get it. Like, the numbers were whatever. But like, I saw Zay Flowers highlights, and I was like, damn. Like, that's just that. that you that's also crazy. really picked him over Quentin Johnson too. That's crazy. No, I, I, again, I get it. I'm just saying, like, a dynamic receiver who can make plays down the field. Like, Mac Jones just throws it out there. Like, <laughs> this it. You know, this feels like a Nikhil Harry pick. It's a total Nikhil Harry. Okay, I mean, we'll see. But, like, I'm <laughs> They're not, not going to take him anyway, so we won't see. Like, <laughs> No, we'll see how the other guys, you know, pan out. Like, yeah, yeah, Well, yeah, entirely yeah. different but, schemes, but anyway, whatever. Yeah, yeah. All righty. Well, that takes us uh, to the Packers. Um the Packers really feel like they're in no man's land. I mean, I don't think that they can use this pick to really, I mean, they're not going to change their position. They're going to be waiting in nothingness. But that being said, I, I think they do need, I mean, they need a safety and they need an edge. They need some pass rush. Um, I think at this point, when I look at, their conference, I think they would be better served getting to Goff, getting to um, Cousins quickly, um, getting to – you're not going to get to Fields, but they need to try to get to Fields. So I'm going to go interior or edge. Um, I'm going to go – I'm going to go Miles Murphy. Um, I like him here at the value uh, for the 15th overall pick and um, – yeah, I, I just think I just think he has the athleticism to make an impact, and uh, yeah, I like him here. All righty, and to keep us going along, JP, you're with the commies. So, Jesus, uh, <laughs> I think that I don't know which way to go with this. Um. I, I, for the raw talent, I don't think you can go anywhere other than Deontay Banks here. Uh, Interesting. Hmm. I mean, just for the raw physicals. I mean, a four-three-five in the forty-yard, a forty-two-inch vertical, eleven-foot-four broad jump. Just reading these off, like just an absolute specimen that is going to be able to keep up with any NFL wide receiver. It's more, I mean, it's not like I'm, I'm not trusting the commanders to do this great, but I hope they trust themselves to mold him into a great NFL corner. He's 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 raw talent, uh, and they need a corner. And, I mean, I would get, I would, I mean, one, I'm going to leave, I'm going to leave P, uh, Paris Johnson for the hometown. Uh, not 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 just because it's for the hometown and Stevens probably going to do some voodoo stuff and pick a different person anyway. But uh, I, I also just they don't have anyone to protect right now. I mean, who's their quarterback right now? Are they still on Heineke or Howell? I think Howell. Yeah, so Heineke went to the Falcons. I think. Yeah, yeah, Heineke went to the Falcons. Oh, that's so funny. We were talking about quarterback. Even if Ritter doesn't work out, they'll they'll pivot to Heineke. Uh, but anyway, Sam Howell is going to get a good shot with the Commanders, and honestly, I think he's going to do really well. Hot take. All right, uh, but and I just don't believe in building a trophy case without a trophy. So I don't know why you'd get like obviously you want to build a good offensive line, but their their shelf like uh, finding a good offensive line that does well from or offensive lineman that does well well for more than like three or four years is pretty rare. Uh, so I don't think you're going to hit like you wouldn't like, I think Paris Johnson is going to be good, but he, he could be the next or, you know, 
uh, I can't remember his first name, the dude from the blind side. Uh, who, Orr, yeah. yeah, Michael Orr. <laughs> uh, he could be the next Michael Orr who, you know, was great for three or four years. You know, you're never, you're not going to get a Hutchinson every, every offensive lineman here. So, um, yeah. So I just think, I think they could do more for longer with banks whenever they decide to make it into, make themselves into a competitive team. Uh, whatever that is. Alrighty. Uh, Steven, you got the Steelers. Okay. So the, I know that, uh, at this particular point of the draft, a lot of people are going to be looking at the board and they're going to be like, Oh crap, Joey Porter's available. The Steelers should take him. you know, hometown stuff and everything like that. I, I wouldn't, it wouldn't be a bad pick, but I think the most important thing for Bruh. the Steelers is to protect Kenny Pickett. And that is why I'm going Paris Johnson here. It's still a hometown guy. No, no, he's from Ohio. Paris Johnson's Ohio State. Oh, is he from, I'm an is idiot. He from Pittsburgh? I'm an idiot. Don't worry. Bro, I'm <laughs> on God, on God. And my, and first of all, I had to work an 11 hour day. Fuck y'all. And second of all, uh, I didn't have the luxury of repairing. And third of all, Ohio and Pennsylvania are the same state. So, okay. Oh, do not lump us in with that piece oh, of trash. Oh, yeah. Trash I'm, I'm going to do it. I've been to both states. They're the same. Jeez. Well, it depends on where you go. But like, if you go to Cleveland, you know, y'all could have Cleveland. I don't give a shit. But anyways, I do think that, yeah, like a lot of people are going to be screaming at the TV. Oh, Joey Porter, you know, his dad played here, yada, yada, yada. But again, the most important thing for the Steelers going forward is to protect Kenny Pickett. He was under a lot of duress last year when he was playing. And this will not this not only will help Kenny Pickett, but it'll also help Najee Harris, who had a bit of a regressive year. and improving the offensive line is definitely a top priority for them in that regard too. Like, you know, you throw it out, throw it to him out in the flat or get him on the outside, you know, Paris Johnson can move a little, move a little body. And then, you know, Najee can go up, can, you know, go for like, you know, 10, 15 yards instead of like, I think after contact, he was like the worst. He was, he was like the worst in the league in terms of like getting contacted first, like when he got the ball. And so, like, he was getting first contact, like, much sooner than a lot of the other running backs. So, Paris Johnson will definitely help him there. So, yeah, they go with Paris Johnson over the hometown guy of Joy Porter. Tyler, there is a correct pick, for the record. Uh, well, uh, now you're making me nervous. I, I kind of had this locked in. You know, uh, I, I know where JP's going with this, too, yeah. Um. Yeah, so I I, I saw DB, uh, so I have the Lions, and part of me wants to pair somebody with Hutchinson, um, and I see who JP might be thinking, but they also don't have a defensive line presence, so I think they need interior to match with Hutchinson. I mean, you you could you could uh, put the other side of the edge together, but that's going to leave the middle exposed. So I do think they need to address the interior. So I'm going to go Brian Brisset, uh from Clemson, because I also think that's, this is insane value for Brian Breeze. Breeze. Uh, I had the same trouble last draft. Yes. I, rem- I do recall fondly. Uh, so Brian Brisset is the pick and I think it is the right one. Um, I, I can see going edge and I can see a guy that I would want on the edge, but this just makes more sense to me to make a very well-balanced defense. All right. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to just hop over that and go into the dude that I thought you should pick, which is Joey Porter <laughs> Jr. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, Dude, I, I picked Christian Gonzalez. If I hadn't picked Christian Gonzalez, like, at Who seven, cares? I picked... I, I literally picked uh, Witherspoon, and then I came back around with... Uh, What's his face? Yeah, they did. Uh, that narrows it down. The corner, the dude. Well, with no, but the... that's not the same team. I wouldn't. Uh, if I'm the Lions, I'm not taking two current corners in the first round. Oh, did you already take a corner? Oh, I see. My bad. Yeah, for, yeah, for the Lions. That's not. Sorry. Yeah, that's not what I was thinking. I don't think they. Okay, go. that's my bad. I forgot you already took a corner again. Long day. Uh, <laughs> All good. Joy Porter deserves to go here. I, I yeah. like that a lot. Yeah. Enough said. Yeah, I thought he. Uh, I, I forgot you reached that hard on Christian Gonzalez. Oh, so, so Joey Porter goes. So Joey Porter goes nineteenth to the Buccaneers. Yeah, to the Buccaneers. Now, yeah. genuinely being a Seahawks fan, there is a right answer here. So yeah, yeah, I, 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 I'm I'm sensing where you're going, and Luke Venes. I I don't hate that oh. either. I don't hate that I, I, either. Here's here's but. the thing about Luke Venes. Here's the thing about Luke Venes. He can play on the edge. He can play linebacker. Bobby Wagner is coming back, and like, could you imagine Bobby Wagner? training this guy up, you know, like basically grooming him to be the next like great Seattle linebacker. Yeah. Like, come on. Now. Yeah. All right. So yeah, like, that was, that, that was better than the right answer. I'm gonna be honest. Exactly. Yeah. I know. I know who you wanted <laughs> to take, but like th- this is a much, if he actually falls this far, the Seahawks will be done. Yeah. Yeah. I think I took it up in like what? Seven last time. So like, yeah, like this is fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So this would be a great pick for the Seahawks at 20. So I'm taking Luke Venice. Yeah. JP, were you thinking Nolan Smith? I was definitely thinking Nolan Smith just because I'm so tunnel visioned on him. Yeah. But uh yeah, I forgot I forgot Vaness was even still on the board. Uh long day. Long day. Long long, long day. day. <laughs> um at, I can now announce some breaking news um as of like 10, 15 minutes ago though. Uh Malcolm Brogdon wins sixth man of the year. Hell yeah. Let's so go. Can... Fuck Emmanuel quickly. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Because he was like the betting fit. He was like minus 470 at some point. And I was just sitting there like, dude, have you been watching Brogdon all year? Yeah, like quickly starts and gets like 40 points on the Celtics too. But like, come on now. Brogdon's been the guy every single step of the way. Like this this, this was easy. So congratulations yeah. to my guy, Malcolm Brogdon. Well-deserved. Back to the NFL. <laughs> all right. A uh, little detour. Uh, okay. So I'm on the clock with the Chargers. I picked 21. Um this last time, Stevan, I think this is where you took uh, Smith Najigba yeah. uh, for the Chargers. Um, I initially was not a fan of the Chargers going wide receiver, and I don't think I am still. But for some reason, there's still a lot of momentum around the Chargers. I mean, you still got Keenan Allen. They just signed Mike Williams to a pretty big deal. You got uh, Palmer and uh, who's the other guy? Carter. Palmer and Carter are good. Uh, you know, you you got four really good options. So I just, I, I don't know. I, I don't really see the huge need. Honestly, honestly, I see a bigger need at tight end. I don't know if I'd be crazy to pick a tight end for the Chargers. Probably. With the I ones that are still have. on the board, I don't think it'd be that wild. Yeah. I mean, obviously, oh, they're going to tank for Bowers next year. So that's 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 pretty obvious, you know. The Chargers are tanking. The Chargers tank for Bowers and then immediately become like the best team in the league. Like, you know, Jesus. you heard it here first. Um, you know what? Yeah, I actually talked myself in because who is their starting tight end right now? Is it Parham? 
Do we even know the Chargers tight They end? have Gerald Everett, who like had a few good right, games. But, right, oh, right, really? Right. They got Gerald Everett. Okay, they have Gerald Everett, yeah. And, and Parnam was a touchdown machine. Like He had like a, like three, four straight games with a touchdown. My dude like, cannot I, I, stay I, off the West hmm. Coast. <laughs> hmm. Well, they probably they probably keep Par- they probably keep uh, Everett as their tight end then. Ugh. Jeez. All right. I'll just I'll just go wide receiver because I think that is the most accurate to where they've been trending. Hey. Okay. And I oh, don't mind. Do it. Whatever. What? Wh- what's up? I had a really good narrative about a go, but go ahead. I'll pick someone else. Okay. Um. So I'll just take the best wide receiver that I have on my board at this point. Well, hold on. Let me think of their their size difference. So they got they got Mike Williams as a big bodied guy. I think that matches Johnston more. So I'm going to go Jordan Addison, who's a little bit sleeker, I think. So, yeah, I'm going to go best available and also fits their scheme need more and uh, Jordan Addison to the Chargers. You guys are on crack. No, uh, Quinn Johnston is good. I just don't think that, you know, he's this the like, third tight or the third wide receiver off the board. Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson was the fifth wide receiver off the board. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they're idiots like, for that. No, JP, I get it. I'm just saying, like, everybody thinks it's so obvious, but, like, this could happen. Like, this realistically is something well, that could happen. So here's my thing, is that Mike Williams is a big-bodied, downfield, go-up, jump-ball type guy. And so I don't think that they draft Quentin Johnston, who's basically the same thing. And they, they have problems with Mike Williams because him doing that leaves him injured sometimes. So now that I'm saying that, maybe you have somebody that could fill in that role, but I think it'd make more sense to go complimentary. I think you could put Addison in the slot and I think he could be go under defenses and make the big plays that they need him to make. So that, that I, I, I don't necessarily, I think Addison and Johnston are about equal. I just think for the chargers, Addison makes more sense. It's solid reasoning, but having, having Quentin Johnston off the board at, what what pick are we at now? Twenty two as the third 22. wide receiver. That's insane. Which I'm obviously picking him. Uh, if the Ravens want uh, Lamar to stay around, uh, they should get him the best wide receiver in the draft. So oh oh, <laughs> oh Jackson Smith the jig. I don't want to hear it, Stevan. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 he he was drafted twelfth because of because Stroud was the quarterback. I get that. Like, I get that. It, it, and again, I don't hate either of your logics. I'm just saying that. Uh, the Ravens would literally be killing two birds with one stone here. Looking at Lamar yeah. being like, uh-huh, yeah. uh, throw a ball high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like this especially because we don't know what is left of OBJ. So this this makes a lot of sense. Love that pick. Um, so that was the Ravens at 22. So we'll go to 23, the Vikings, and Stevan, that's you. Okay, this is going to be the wildest pick out of any of the picks that we've oh, taken. Oh, God. I really, I really believe that this is going to happen. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, this is probably going to happen. Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback, but he is not going to be the future. I do this. I do this. And if you want to, if you want to retain Justin Jefferson, if you want him to sign on, you need to have like a future plan in place. So, with the 23rd overall pick, I'm taking Hendon Hooker out of Tennessee. And you can me and JP literally both wrote that we knew immediately. (laughs) Exactly. So like, here's the thing about it. I I just want to give a brief commentary just on that. So obviously he's not going to be able to play this year. So you still have Kirk cousins for the year and Hendon hooker can learn under Kirk cousins can, you know, be there for the practices and the meetings and things of that nature. And then finally, when he's physically ready, 
you know, Kirk Cousins probably only has one more good year anyway. It's not going to be like a like a competition or like, oh, you know, like, uh, like you know, wreck his confidence by making him, you know, the backup quarterback for like a second year in a row or something like that. So I think that the Vikings, more than anyone really, need a succession plan right now for Kirk Cousins. And you can take Hooker at 23 and you wouldn't immediately be laughed out of the room. He was probably going to be like an early second round pick anyways. And you have your, you have that future plan in place, like I said. And you know when Hendon Hooker was playing, he was probably going to win the Heisman Trophy. Like he was that good. So, yeah, the, the Vikings take Hendon Hooker at 23. Oh, what what a splash. Uh, that, that wasn't entirely crazy. I think there have been some murmurs about that. I know he's met with them. Um, and I think, yeah, like you said, Kirk Cousins has one more good year. Potentially they extend him one more year. If and look the, at the rest of the teams here. Jaguars, yeah. Giants, Cowboys. Out of all the teams that are somewhat good that could use a, a succession plan or like another quarterback that's not, you know, in the top, whatever, it's the Vikings. The Vikings are a good team. Yeah. They have a good roster, and in a, in twenty twenty four, Hendon Hooker can step right in and win eleven and twelve, eleven or twelve games. And so you yeah. take the yeah. upshot with that and, and take him at twenty three. I also think That's it's right. a good uh, it's a good argument to keep Justin Jefferson around, exactly because he's obviously exactly. disgruntled with what's been happening. So exactly. be like, this is the so future. You sell to him. Listen, we, we only got one more year of this. You know, Kirk Cousins isn't going to be the quarterback in twenty twenty four. You signed the extension now. We got Hendon Hooker. Let's go. There we go. And we talk about teams being successful when they have uh, – well, I've talked about this ad nauseum this week with the Jalen Hurts deal. But you need a veteran quarterback taking less money or you need a quarterback on a rookie contract. If Hendon Hooker is on a rookie contract, they're obviously going to pay Jeff, Justin Jefferson north of $30 million a year. They could not re-sign Kirk Cousins. They're also probably going to have to pay uh, the tight end there um, – uh, Forget his name. Stevan, help me out. This year. Oh, TJ Hawkinson. 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 Yeah. Hawkinson, they're probably gonna have to give him ten to fifteen million dollars. Well, with Adam Thielen's gone now, so he's definitely their like wide receiver too, you know, essentially. Basically. So um so when you talk about those well, two Osborne's things. Good, but, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. But when you talk about those two pieces, if Hendon Hooker steps in in two years and is on a rookie deal, and they this is a first round pick as well, so they're gonna get him a fifth year on a rookie deal. That is really setting yourself up to win this division in three to four years from now, especially when the Lions are flailing because they don't have a succession plan for Jared Goff. So th this is a really sneaky good pick. Uh, but we can move on from that. Um, I'm on the clock for the Jaguars. Um, how I would love to just absolutely tank the Jaguars here. Um, I will I will draft Stevan Smith uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, no, no. I'll... Um, Look around here. Hmm. So, clock's ticking. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was so caught up in the Hendon Hooker. I didn't think about this too much. Um, I think that they do need secondary because uh, they got burned by, um, Jesus. We are in the middle of offseason because I can't remember anybody's name. From the Chargers, uh, Herbert. They got burned by Herbert in the playoff game uh, in the first half, at least. So, and I and I got a guy here that I really like for them. So I'm going to take Kelly Ringo uh, for the Jaguars okay. at 24. Okay. And 
And we are now on the Giants, and JP, take that away. There's a right pick here. There's 100% a right pick here. I don't know. Uh... Oh, snap. We went really wide receiver heavy. That that really screws the Giants. Who's their tight end right now? They just Darren got... Waller. Darren yeah, Waller. they just traded. Okay, for I Waller. didn't know they got Waller. Okay. Uh, I got... think it's Sterling Shepard back from injury. So, you know, he was pretty good when he was playing. But mm, I really would like to get them a wide receiver, but I literally I don't know who. Uh, Josh Downs? Downs or Hyatt, I think, are the best. Yeah, Hyatt would be a good available. Picker. Yeah, I, I don't think you go with either of those. I, I think I think you could just get them in a later round. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. It's not a good value here. Um, are we missing any DBs? Uh, I mean, we've we've gotten all the corners. We got Brian or we got Brian Branch. Uh, at this point, you might just do a value pick. Uh, well, I think there, is a, go. there is a right answer staring you right in the face. Oh, right just now, tell me, so literally. Oh. <laughs> No, tell me. I don't know. Okay, so Saquon is currently is currently in a contract dispute. He might not play. There is a running mm, back who is available mm. at twenty five, who you should take at this spot if he falls this far. I don't hate it, but I would also recommend an interior lineman. No, no, no. Uh, well, interior lineman, you get in the second round. Yeah, exactly. No, no, no. no. Offensive if Jameer, if Jameer Gibbs is available at twenty five, the Giants have to take him. Because they're in an active thing with Saquon about his contract. If they don't have Saquon, their offense is physically not going to work. If they don't don't... have a replacement for Saquon, it's not going to work. I think that's another one where they could just wait on that one. What? Okay. Gibbs is a a different level playmaker, and he's going to give you some of the receiving ability that Barkley has. He's obviously completely undersized uh, as compared to Barkley, but... Barkley probably has 30 pounds on him. I know, but if Barkley doesn't play, you're screwed. So, like, you need a guy to give you some energy offensively. And I don't think Jameer Gibbs is actually going to fall this far. But if he does... Oh, I I definitely do. I don't think... The Lions take him at 18. The Lions take him at 18 if they don't, if if you don't, whatever. I think you're very confident. And I think that running backs don't usually get taken in the first round. Um... I've heard some some rumors about Gibbs to the Lions uh, because uh, what's-his-name is... Not working out. Swift. Swift. Swift is not working out. And then Jamal Williams is just a touchdown machine. Like you just how, how is how is well they lost Jamal Williams, but they picked up uh they picked up the guy from the Bears. Um Montgomery. The Lions picked up Montgomery, but they lost Jamal Williams. Okay, okay, yeah, I forgot about that. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that, that's a little bit that, that's a little bit that, that's good. But like cause he's a guy you could you could run for three downs. How's their but, defensive line looking? They got. I mean, they have Thibodeau. They have Thibodeau. Yeah, they have Thibodeau. All right, I can't talk myself. Uh, yeah, I'll do Gibbs. All right. Yeah, to me, that this is yeah. To me, that that's pretty obvious. So, I actually I have the Cowboys next. I actually wanted to, like Loki wanted to take Gibbs at twenty six, but I kind of talked you into it. But to me, with the Cowboys, they just lost Dalton Schultz. So yeah, yeah, with yeah. the with the twenty-six pick, I'm gonna take the, the the guy from Notre Dame, Mayor. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Mayor at twenty-six. I think that he really could step right in. You know, he's who's typing. Stop. That's my bad. Uh, anyway, uh, anyway, <laughs> but yeah, I think that 
Mayer would definitely be a guy that could step in right away and be a security blanket for Dak. And he wouldn't have to have that like super heavy tight end receiving low because they got CD and they got, you know, Gallup and whoever. So I'm going to take Mayer at 26 for Dallas. Yeah, I love that. As soon as we, as when I didn't take Mayer for the Chargers, I was looking down and Mayer for the Cowboys makes a lot of sense. I like that a lot. Uh, Great, great grab there. Um, so that puts me on the clock for the bills. I, I just want to say one more thing about Gibbs too. Not only is Barkley in a contract dispute and they could decide, um, that he's not worth it, but he even if he, he does franchise tag, yeah. Yeah. Even if they find something to work out this year, like they're not going to want to commit to him long-term. And I think that that is the hesitation from the giants. So if Barkley doesn't want to play on the franchise tag, you can almost say, all right, never mind. We'll just, we'll just get Gibbs. Gibbs That's true, have- but you just signed Daniel Jones to forty million dollars a year. If you want him to be successful, you have to give him. You have to give him a running back. Like that's just something. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is like if if you're not going to pay Barkley and you, and he's not going to play you on take, the franchise you take tag. Games, yeah, yeah, yeah. You that's what I'm games. saying. I agree. Yeah. Um. So the Bills here. I have offensive linemen as their biggest need, but I'm not sure which position. And the positions matter sometimes. Um. And we have the two best tackles off the board. So part of me wants to just go guard, but I really don't know their specific positional on their line. They also need a receiver, but we've been pretty depleted at receiver. And I don't know that Jalen Hyatt really helps them that much, but I don't know what else they could do. I mean, there's um, um there's that kid from Georgia that's a tackle, Jones. Like, oh, Broderick Jones. Yeah, I yeah, had Broderick Jones on here. And, like, he plays for Georgia, so obviously – he starts for Georgia, so obviously he's, like, great. Like, r- yeah. really good, you know. So I-, I-, I would personally take him. If you if you want an offensive lineman, I'd take him. There- there's also that center from Minnesota, I remember. like his, like, Yeah, I, I, yeah. I watched I got the Big Ten, and everybody down. talks about him being really good. But but, but that's yeah. the problem is, like, I, when I, I have their needs are offensive linemen, center is pretty specific, right? So it's like I'm not going to draft a center if they need a tackler, even a guard. Uh, so that being said, uh, yeah, I just don't like the value on receiver right here. With, just go with uh, your gut, man. Yeah, I'll go I'll – go, uh, I'll go Broderick Jones, fine. Yeah, you talked you talk me into it. That's – I mean – Georgia lineman. I mean, they they won national championship. He protected uh, old man Bennett there, so got to be pretty good. <laughs> he prevented Bennett from breaking a hip. So yeah, exactly. Okay, my hometown Cincinnati Bengals. I am going to wait. Do I have this picked? You don't, no, JP. Oh, I had it last time. Okay, yeah. so, Sorry, for some reason I thought I I thought I had. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I'm going to take Darnell Wright. Uh, OT. They, they did an OT. Uh, for your starter. Uh, he did. Wow, I mean, really? he he killed Will Anderson when they went up against each other. So I mean, take that one for what it will. Who, who did he play for? Like, Tennessee. Was he at Tennessee. Yeah, oh, he was at okay, Tennessee. Yeah. Oh, that guy. Okay, yeah, he's pretty good. So yeah, I I think that he's he has shown he is more ready for the NFL than a lot of the tackles on this list. Uh, I think it's a Will yeah, Anderson, Jalen Cardi. I think yeah, Skronsky maybe, but even then, who was he facing at Northwestern? Uh, but yeah, I think it's sort. Of, I think it's a. I think it's a Will Anderson versus Jalen Carter scenario. I think Skronsky and Johnson are have higher ceilings, but I think that, um, I think that Darnell Wright has shown more ability 
like if we're saying that Will Anderson is an NFL ready defensive lineman and he killed Will Anderson in their matchup. I mean, it might be MMA math there, but you know. <laughs> yeah, a lot of yeah, a lot of people killed Will Anderson in their matchup. Because like he I, I swear, like I watched almost every Alabama game this year. I think I might have said this last time, but yeah, there would yeah. be entire yeah. games where you just wouldn't hear his name. Like he wouldn't get a sack tack, nothing. And like everybody's saying he's this like generational talent, and like I think he's really good. Like the physical stuff is there. I just I don't see it. He's not like, you know, Aiden Hutchinson or or Bosa or Chase Young or even or somebody like that. Like I just don't really see that like super high level potential from him, but we'll see what he does with the Cardinals. Alrighty. Uh, Steven, you got the saints. Yeah, this one's easy. Um, you know, I think the saints just signed Derek Carr. They need somebody, uh, to, they, they need, I think a tight end. I know Jawan Johnson's pretty good, but I don't necessarily trust him to be a long-term solution at tight end. So I'm going to take Dalton Kincaid. All right. All right. Not hateful at all. Uh, yeah, especially cause, uh, Carr likes his tight ends, so you definitely mm-hmm. want to shore mm-hmm. that up. I like that. Um, all right, Chiefs uh, with pick number thirty. I mean, how how do you make a Super Bowl team? Oh no, no, no. We I did this last time. The it's the Eagles because uh, I ordered this yeah, the before, before the Super Bowl. The Eagles are before, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so uh, JP, pick for the Eagles. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, I think this is stupid. I think it's absolutely stupid that they're going to get Devon Witherspoon and then one of the best defensive linemen in the draft uh, or I mean, edge. Nolan Smith hasn't gone. Uh, I, I, I mean, the thing is, none of the teams that, since like the Seahawks have needed a defensive lineman or a defensive, you know, a defensive frontman. Uh, you know, I don't think you could really put him much in the outside like, I mean I think at 6'6 six, six, it's tough to make him I, I think he's going to find his, his way in the edge I think that's I don't really think you're throwing him dropping him back in coverage all that much but anyway uh, I, I'm they have a spoil of choices here because Kalaji Kansi is also on the board and it's it's just two it's two very different elite players Kansi just gets to the quarterback like I would say that to Steven's point, if you want to get, if they need immediate pressure on the quarterback, someone who can get around large offensive linemen, that that's glad you can't see. Frankly, I mean, I think if they picked him instead of uh, Witherspoon at ten, that wouldn't be insane. Then again, I also think that having the absolute freak of nature that is Nolan Smith on the edge would also yeah, be stupid. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Nolan Smith. I think it's criminal that. Cansey might fall out of the first round. Then again, he's a pit guy. So yeah, that's what I was, yeah, that's what I was about to say. Uh, the Steelers would be salivating at that. that would yeah. Be so and no one loves a hometown hero like the Steelers. So. Uh, especially Pitt. You know, they, they they could take her to leave it with Penn State, but someone from Pitt, they're 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 foaming yeah. at the mouth. So if the Eagles really start next year with Nakobe Dean, Nolan Smith, and Jordan Davis. Yeah. As oh their interior God, that's defense, that's so true. And wow. Witherspoon, like uh, wow. they already have great quarterbacks. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. W- w- Witherspoon is great and all, but you have the three the key pieces yeah. of the Georgia defense. I get that. I'm just saying that, like, yeah. to have that kind of front followed by that kind of secondary. Yeah, and they already that have great be, safeties. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that'd be stupid. Wow. That like it. Li- all right. <laughs> Right, well, that's depressing on. for the rest of the NFC teams. Um, 
Jesus Christ. Uh, so I will pick for the Chiefs. And um, this one's this one's kind of difficult for me. I don't think that there's any, uh, you know, easy in front of my face picks right now. Um, I'm looking at either Edge or DB. I don't think their line. I mean, they re-signed their one guy, um, and then the rest of the line probably doesn't matter because Patrick Mahomes can do whatever he wants. So they I definitely the need last a short. One, in the last one, I took Darnell Washington purely because, like, you give Andy Reid a six foot seven, you know, like a guy who could run like that. He instantly becomes like the number one fantasy guy for like three, four weeks. Like he'll just yeah. he'll just you know like use the, give him the, another toy to tinker with, but yeah, like in the in the fantasy realm of like holy crap, that would be freaking phenomenal. That's what Miko. Uh, I agree was. with you. That's what Miko Harbin was too. Everybody was like, oh my god, why, what are they doing? Like this guy didn't even start, and then all of a sudden he's like the first team All Pro, like returner and like like scoring touchdowns on gadget plays and shit. So yeah, yeah. So I am gonna go. You know what? I'm gonna go a little Homer here. Uh, Steven, you made enough homer picks this first round. I'm going to give FSU a first round draft pick in Jamie Robinson safety uh, for right. the Chiefs. Yeah, you you go, King. Hell yeah, oh. FSU's on the map again. Yeah, and to round out the final pick of our draft, I'm going to go Cansey for Pittsburgh. You know, him falling out of the, the the first round, like Nolan Smith falling out of the first round, would be crazy. Cansey falling out of the first round, it's not going to happen. It's just not going mean, to happen. Most, yeah, but most draft boards have him like 28, 29. So, like, it's not. Can't see I'm talking about. Like, so. I get that. I, I just. Is, versus Nolan Smith is top 20 in almost every board I'm looking at. I, I've yeah. seen the only. I, I see most of the draft boards I have are ranking. Uh, can't see second behind Jalen Carter in terms of D, DT prospects. Oh, wow. So. I've missed this guy. I'm honestly not familiar with his game. I mean, even PFF, which is mostly what yeah, I, I use. I've heard his name. I've heard his uh, name. I think he's number 10. Uh, I'm going to be like overall. Shaq on here uh, this time next year. I, I apologize. I was not familiar with your game. <laughs> um. All right. Well, that's that's a draft. That's 32 picks, 31 plus the first of the second. Um, that that one I, I really feel went pretty smooth. I, yeah, because uh, you didn't pick Anthony good. Richardson exactly. with the first pick. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, excuse me. Excuse. I, I, how did Anthony Richardson at one mess up anything? Because you ultimately took Anthony Richardson for the Colts. I just took him at one instead of four. It was it, the it mental. It anything. was the mental. You threw off the mental. <laughs> and you traded with yourself to get that. That's the thing. It's like you were you retroactively traded or preemptively traded the number one yourself with yourself and took Richardson. That was like really wild. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know what? I'd be more than happy to pick him up at four. But uh, yeah, I, I really like our results here. I'm very interested to see how Draft 2.0 measures up to the real deal. Um, it's been fun as always. This one's mm-hmm. clocked in a little bit shorter than the last one. So uh, with your free time, boys, go have a drink. Go do something fun. All right. And uh, we'll hear from you next time, Solidarity Squad. Thanks for tuning in. Peace out. Bye.